This is a HeadGum Podcast. Before we start today's episode, I want to talk to you guys about Deal Dash. Now listen, I played sports. You guys know that. I don't like to brag about it. It does come up from time to time on the show. People will demand to hear stories about me playing football at an elite level. Whatever. I don't love bringing it up. If people want to talk about it, that's fine. I'll answer questions. You know, people are obsessed with hearing about how uh, we beat USC at the Coliseum in overtime. Fans rushed to field. I broke my hand. I had to get a uh, x-ray and a cast on my hand at the little hospital they have inside the Coliseum. My family was there. Women saw the game. They were impressed by my broken hand. Maybe not. Who knows? I don't think they cared. But I thought they were. Anyway, my football days are done. I can't win on the football field anymore. I had to hang up the cleats. But you know where I can win? Over at Deal Dash. That's right, guys. I use Deal Dash, the online shopping platform that is actually fun. Deal Dash is the longest running penny auction website and app around. If it sounds too good to be true, it is. Uh, I've seen a car sell on Deal Dash for 900 bucks. Brand new. Seen a TV go on there for uh, $2. Less than $2. Brand new. That's the way it works on Deal Dash, guys. Uh, everything that's sold on the site is brand new. Shipping is always free. Um, there's no hidden fees or payments. You know, a lot of people talked about these uh, these auction platforms where they uh, they had to you know pay to get in there, 50 bucks, and then uh, they had a bad experience. Maybe they didn't win any auctions or any bids, so they left empty-handed. That won't be the case on Deal Dash, guys. Uh, it's always free to get in there, uh, and uh, it's been going for over 10 years. You can use uh, DealDash.com or you can use one of their apps, and uh, it's fun, guys. So what I want to tell you is don't be a loser and stop paying full retail price for things you want to get on Deal Dash. This is what you got to do. Go to www.DealDash.com or download the app. By the way, when you register, enter the promo code DUMBELLS. That's D-U-M-B-E-L-L-S for a special offer. You got to enter the promo code DUMBELLS, D-U-M, and for this one, it's just one B, guys. D-U-M-B-E-L-L-S for a special offer. Try it out. Let me know what you guys get. Maybe they got some gym equipment on there. That'd be cool. Uh, you know, Get it for a penny. Take a look. Let me know. I want to hear about it. And now, enjoy the episode. This is the Dumbbells, a personal fitness podcast where we, except this week, no Aaron McGowan, no Eugene Cordero, it's just Big Ryan Stanger, have discussions and answer questions on all things health and fitness. This is solely based on my own working experience, a little bit of bro science, so please keep in mind I'm not a doctor, I never claim to be, never once, just a dumbbell, love myself some fitness and want to help you with yours, and the help can start right now. We're doing it alone, but um, I can do it, I can do it guys, uh, it's just us, it's just you, it's just me, we're here, it's a lovely day, I uh, hope everybody out there is doing well, uh, here's the deal. Strange Gym Tales, Volume 3. Uh, we're going to talk about some weird gym stuff. I'm going to give you some early gym insight, uh, some stuff I can remember about when I first started going and training back in the day. We're going to answer some of your questions. Uh, we're going to talk uh, politics. Nah, we won't talk any politics. Just kidding. <laughs> kind of jokes you can expect from me today. Um, no, we're going to talk about all kinds of stuff. I got a couple things on my mind. I, I want to let you guys know, bring you in on, hear your thoughts. Um, I'll just imagine what you're saying because it's just me talking. But uh, you could, uh, I, I can, I can do a pretty good job of uh, imitating you guys and what you'd say. Uh, so here's the deal. What's what's new with me? Well, son's birthday. I have a son. For those of you who don't know, he's uh, ten years old, about to be eleven. We took. Uh, he and some of his friends to Waterslide Park. We live in the Los Angeles area, so we went to Hurricane Harbor, which is part of uh, Magic Mountain. Um, and we uh, we took a group of his friends to do the Waterslide Park. It was a lot of fun. We figured it would be a good move because it's outside. 
And uh, I, so listen, this is a weird thing because you're in your bathing suit all day. I'm getting up there in age. I'm trying to work out. And uh, I was, uh, you know, how am I going to look out there? How am I going to stack up to the general population, to gen pop? And uh, I, I looked okay. I got to say, I've been, I've been watching what I'm eating. I've been training all through the summer. I finally got back into gyms. You guys know that. And so I didn't look too bad. I mean, it's this weird thing. You're, you're, you're literally like shirts off, bathing suit, running around all day, standing and eating that way. Everybody, you're just with a bunch of random people, everybody in their swimsuits. Um, and, you know, obviously, who cares about that stuff? We're trying to be healthy, trying to be, you know, thoughtful. Um, we're trying to be present and, you know, how I look in a swimsuit at goddamn Hurricane Harbor shouldn't, you know, dictate my happiness, but on some degree it does. And I was happy that I had been taking care of myself and I looked all right. Um, I, I remember a while back when I was a boy, um, before I started really hitting training hardcore, I was working out, but it, it didn't show up on my body at all. Like I was one of those kids that I'd lift weights, but it didn't look like, I just looked like kind of a big doughy kid. And it just fucking used to drive me crazy. Um, you know, no matter what I did, it was like, oh man, this, this kid's just obviously not exercising. And I was playing sports and exercising just like a big kid. I didn't look bad, but I just, you know, I wanted to look like I had some muscle and I just, you know, just didn't have the, uh, the hormones or the, um, the puberty actualization that I needed to really, you know, showcase a ripped physique, um, as a kid. And so I was going to, uh, I was going to visit my auntie Margie and, uh, she, uh, she lived in orange County at the time. And I lived in Northern California. This is when I lived in Northern California and I was maybe in, uh, let's say junior high. Um, so, you know, starting to pay attention to girls, starting to be aware of my body, wanting to be in shape, um, wasn't. Or just, just was just normal, just looked normal. Didn't look like I worked out or anything, okay? So I'm, I'm doing this trip, and I'm going to go stay there on my own. And uh, I love spending time with my Aunt Margie. I had a couple of cousins who were younger than me, but they were fun to be around. Um, and so we're going to do this trip. I'm going to go to the beach. I'm going to hang out. Now, my older sister had gone a week or two before me. And she, while she was staying at my Auntie Margie's house... I think my parents were just trying to get us the hell away from their house for the summertime. So while she was staying with my Aunt Margie, um, before I got there, she made a friend uh, with this girl across the street. My sister is about two years older than I am. One of them is. I got another one that's 10 years younger. But uh, this one's about two years older than I am. Made a friend with this girl. And she was kind of like right in between us. So she was maybe a year older than me, a year younger than my sister. You guys can do the math. Didn't mean to insult you. Um, and so they hit it off and they're, you know, my sister was really cool. This girl was really cool. They're like cool, pretty popular type girls. Okay. And, uh, she had some pictures of me that we had taken. This was like back before phones, uh, had cameras and shit. You just used to take pictures and develop them. And so we did like a little, like, kind of like impromptu photo shoot. And, uh, I remember I wore overalls and did a bunch of push ups and then took a, uh, pictures <laughs> in these overalls with no shirt, you know, like trying to look pumped up and stuff. And we're in like Tommy Hilfiger underwear. It was a whole thing at the time. And, uh, anyway, I think she just had one or two where I looked great in. They weren't a true representation of what, uh, big Rye was bringing to the party back then, but it, sh- you know, it just really captured my full potential. I mean, my sister was like, goddamn, you know, Herb Ritz, Catching, capturing me in the best look, making me look good, you know? Goddamn Annie Leibovitz situation. What is this? The cover of Vanity Fair? And uh, so she had a couple of these snapshots of me that looked great. And this girl that she had struck up a friendship with, like, was like, oh, brother's hot. Um, you know, my sister, you know, she's going to support me and, you know, try to facilitate some kind of meeting for me. I think she wanted me to meet somebody. Maybe she's just worried about me or I don't know. Anyway, she was like, yeah, yeah, you guys should hang out. He's coming here in a week. And so my sister laid this groundwork 
And, you know, this, this girl that lived across the street, she had these pictures, she had this idea of who I was in, in her mind. And she's like, oh man, this is great. This guy's going to stay here a week. And so my sister, while she's on the trip, or maybe when she came home and before I left, was like, dude, I met this girl. She lives right across from Auntie Margie. She's right there. She's a year older than you. I showed her your picture. She's into you. And uh, she wants to hang out when you come down. I could not be more excited. Like I was, I, I, I mean, I was euphoric. I can't think of, at that age, can you think of a more thrilling thing than that? I don't know if anything exists more thrilling than that. So I, I'm like, holy shit. I'm a, you know, I'm pacing around my room. I lived in this weird basement room at the time, like a weird monster or something that, you know, was separate from the rest of my family. I'm pacing around. I'm thinking like, what am I going to wear? You know, how can I recapture this um, shirtless overall situation? You know, what underwear do I wear? I mean, that's, that's the level of like concern I was living my life in. I mean, what a, what a high stakes, high anxiety life to where you're like, okay, I can't wear these goddamn underwear. I'll be laughed out of the, be laughed out of Orange County if I show up with these underwear on. Uh, so anyway, I do all my prep, pace around. I go to Orange County. Uh, I'm just, I mean, just teeming. My body's teeming with anticipation. And uh, is that the right word? Who knows? And so we meet up. And looking back on it now, there was immediate disappointment in this other girl's uh, eyes when she first meets me. I, I, I just fooled myself. We had, in preparation to all this, we had planned stuff to hang out. My my Mar- my aunt Margie was involved. She's setting stuff up. Everybody's trying to make make a you know a little matchmaker for little Ryan and this girl. And uh, it's just really there's there, after the first there, on my end there was, but on her end there's zero chemistry. <laughs> and so she you know we had to see we're going to jog together and in the morning and work out. And so she was a nice girl, and so she showed up to like go for a run with me. We do the run, you know. I, I take my, uh, you know, my, my little adolescent body out and run with her. And then w- what I'm bringing us to, this whole point of this, is that we uh, had planned to go to Raging Waters or whatever the w- waterside park was that was close to my Auntie Margie, take my two cousins. So we're like the big kids. We're going to watch my cousins who were younger and, you know, have, a little, have our own little time together and, you know, uh, watch the kids and stuff. And so that's my, that's my, I I guess with the exception of this most recent trip, um, just because it's the most recent and that's how my brain works. My second most vivid memory of water slide parks was going in Orange County when I was in seventh grade with this girl who I was uh, so excited to meet and wanted to make a good impression on and thought there was maybe a chance for us. She was ultimately, ultimately let down. I kind of catfished her, I guess with just a, you know, good lighting and a photo. And uh, so she had to spend all day with me there. And I was younger than her and maybe a little nerdier. And so it was just after that day, even my, you know, idealistic seventh grade mind could do the math and figure out that she, uh, you know, (laughs) this is a real drag of a day for her. You know, there's like two young kids that like, and then some guy she just does not care about at all. Couldn't be less interested in just some dork. She might as well, she might as well just been babysitting all three of us. Uh, and so that was ultimately kind of the end of it. And uh, I think whatever plans we had scheduled for the rest of the week were unceremoniously canceled. And I got it. Look, I got it. But Man, when you're uh, when you're so in your mind like that, and you have all these, you know, kind of hopes and expectations, and uh, and everything hits you so hard at that age, it was pretty crushing to not feel confident in my body. Um, versus, you know, now it's like an old man, you know, old fit guy out there running around with the kids. Uh, you know, I wonder what she's up to. Uh, I'm sure she's doing great. She's very confident. And, uh, and cool. And what, you know, wasn't, she never treated me wrong. 
just, uh, you know, beat my own self up about that. But look, I got over it, guys. I think I had a good summer. Um, I'm trying to remember if anything else from that trip. I just remember uh, the movie Sliver was really popular around that time. And uh, so the song, uh, the cover by UB40 of Fools Rush In, like everybody was all obsessed with that. They covered the Elvis song. And so everybody was obsessed with UB40 doing that. And I remember listening to that song a lot and thinking about that girl and uh, why I was such a fool for rushing in. And she was really a fool for rushing in, too. I mean, she fell in love with the goddamn picture. Wasn't the case at all. It's wearing Old Navy overalls and Tommy Hilfiger uh, boxer briefs. Good lighting in my sister's room. (sighs) But alas, a much different experience this time. Kids had a great time. More on that later. I want to answer a listener question now. I don't want to be too self-indulgent take too much of your time uh, talking about myself. Aaron Winslow asks, uh, hi, this is coming to us from our Instagram. Well, I should say his, uh, his name is Rich Sauces. Well, hopefully I, uh, you're okay with me saying your name. I'm not going to edit it out. So, Are there any doorway pull-up bars that are any good? Um, of particular interest are those that don't require hole drilling or other security deposit unfriendly measures. Many thanks and great podcast. Good question. Tough to say uh, because even the ones that are just kind of supported in the doorway under their own, uh, based on the design, i.e. you don't have to screw them into your frame, your door frame. Uh, even those can kind of maybe put a little strain on the baseboard or the trim around the door. I think there's little, there's, you know, stopgap measures you can take to soften the damage a little bit. So what I was using is this one through perfect pushup. Do you guys remember perfect pushup? It was a real sensation for a while. These, um, these pushup uh, handles are, they look like paddles, like defibrillators. Uh, we all know about defibrillators. I do specifically because I have been shocked back to life before. Um, but anyway, <laughs> these paddles, or they look like uh, perfect push-ups look like uh, if you're p- playing shuffle puck um, at the arcade. You know what I'm talking about? Anyway, they got these paddles and they, they spin as you're pushing upward uh, in doing the push-up. And it, it kicks out the range of motion a little bit. And you get kind of an interesting finish at the top of the push-up uh, that, that feels good. And you can get a good kind of chest constriction at the end that you normally wouldn't if your hands were, you know, more static or stuck in that kind of uh, flexed position. Anyway, they also have a – they make some decent stuff. And they have a perfect pull-up bar. Um, and it's what I described earlier in that it's, it's built to kind of uh, – that your, your weight pulling downwards counterbalances it so that it fits just by way of leverage into the doorway and doesn't move. That being said, there's some little pads uh, that are on the outside of it because it does dig into the, uh, the trim around the door. If you have like a, uh, like a, you know, like a, it's not a baseboard, but trim, I guess, flashing around the door. It digs into that a little bit. So I just, what I was doing when I was using uh, the, this a lot in my house uh, when I couldn't get to a gym, I just put socks to kind of, you know, bolster the padding a little bit. And I was able to, uh, you know, I'm a heavy guy, I'm close to 200 pounds, you know, 185, 190 pounds. And I was able to, you know, do a lot of these pull-ups without any damage. Um, but, you know, you know, everybody's place is different. And so you should kind of like look into that. But a good place to start is the perfect pull-up. Okay, Rich Sauces? Uh, right. So back to a couple of interesting points I want to bring up to you guys about kids these days. My, my son and his friends are all really nice to each other. I think you can learn a lot about a kid and his friends uh, by what they talk about in the car on a long car trip. It's about a 40-minute drive from our house to Hurricane Harbor. And so it's just a group of kids in the car just talking and really for them, it's all video games. 
My son has a Nintendo Switch. He plays that, but they really like Roblox, which they just play on a computer. And so they're all talking about freaking Roblox all the time, droning on and on about that shit. They love it. They can't get enough of it. Um, and then I let them play some music. And my son uh, plays the piano. And so he, he goes to this thing called School of Rock where it's just kind of like, I don't know, like a music school where they're able to play in a band or something. And so there's pop songs and rock songs that he'll learn to play on the piano to play with his little band there. And so he'll listen to those. He likes rap a lot. It's into Dre and Eminem and stuff, which is kind of funny, like 2000s rap. I mean, I, I, I love that shit. I think it's good. Um, but uh, they also listen to video game music. And they'll just, there's playlists on Spotify and shit. And they just find it and listen to like a real bunch of real shitty sounding uh, video game music. And uh, it's hugely popular with at least, you know, his friends and him. Uh, which is very strange to hear. Uh, but anyway, these guys are, you know, they're young. They're like fifth grade. They don't really care about how the physique is looking at the, uh, at the waterside park. And I, I kind of am glad about that. So I talked about, you know, I talked about, you know, exercise and, and wanting, to, wanting your work to show up on your body. Now, I think that's something anybody can relate to really at any age. I think it's why people fall out of training when you get to be, um, if, when you start doing it, maybe when you're older and you train really hard for a couple of months and it just doesn't look like anything's happening. Uh, it's tough because you may not be to the stage where it's making you feel good yet, or it may be, it may be doing that, but to a small degree that you can't really notice it. Uh, and so you're kind of just looking on your body or you're looking on your waistline and you're thinking like, what, why am I putting myself through all this pain and discomfort, um, for nothing. And so people stop. Um, I noticed that when I was a kid, like early on, and again, I think, you know, hormones play a part of it in genetics to where I'd get physically stronger, but it just didn't, it didn't look like I was hitting the weights, but I had some friends, some of my buddies growing up, guys that were older than me that, uh, that just, you know, hit puberty at the right age, or they just had the right genetics and they looked so ripped and I was so goddamn jealous. Like I just couldn't believe it. I remember, you know, a lot of this is kind of when I was really getting into it, hardcore was sixth, seventh, eighth grade. And, uh, we had a little school gym and I remember two guys that were a class ahead of me, Dan Ells and Chris Matsuoka. And they were like, they trained with their shirts off and just had muscles and abs. And I could not effing believe it. <laughs> I was so jealous. And I, I would like train hard and my dad and mom were really into it. They were into like exercise and, uh, you know, as my dad's showing me stuff and, you know, put me on a, you know, split routine and I'm watching what I'm eating and trying to have protein shakes back when they tasted like pure garbage. And, uh, I'm seeing these guys just kind of naturally had it. That's not to say that they weren't exercising. They were, and they played sports, but there was, you know, there was just a, uh, they were, you know, genetically touched in a way that they, uh, uh, that they just were able to showcase their physique. I remember going to gyms at like a really early age. My parents were definitely in the vanguard of um, exercise and wellness. And when I lived in Idaho, there was a huge facility called Ironwood uh, that they were members of. And uh, this is when we lived in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, which is uh, maybe a slightly more posh. It's pretty posh now, but at the time, we lived in a lot of different rural locations, and then Coeur d'Alene was a little more uh, cosmopolitan uh, for Idaho, which is hilarious, but it was. And so there's this really nice gym called Ironwood, and it, you know, the weather in uh, Idaho is pretty shaky. Maybe you get one or two months of good weather a year. And so Ironwood was all indoors. They had indoor tennis courts, so you could, you could slap the tennis ball around you know, in the middle of December, you could do it in June. You could do it in uh, October. Uh, all the months. Those are the only ones I can think of. But name a month. You could play tennis in that because it was indoor. Indoor pool. And so my sister and I love to go there. Look, this is, again, it's before Roblox, before the internet, and before you could just sit and look at your phone all day and text friends. You just want to go to the gym with your parents and just walk around or go swimming or whatever. But the weird thing about it was going in the locker room and just having to see a bunch of weird nude adults 
And uh, it's the 80s, so people seem to be nude a lot more. They seem to have a lot more bush and uh, pubic hair. And, uh, yeah, so it's weird just seeing, like, a bunch of guys with, like, old guys with huge bush, you know, nude. Um, this is my first gym experience. It's just a lot of naked people. Just started to think of it as, like, the naked place. Occasionally, I'd have to go with my mom into the ladies' locker room. And that was strange, too, to see a bunch of grown women nude. Um, before I was into it, now it'd be, I guess, exciting, I guess. Uh, not, you know, not to be a pervert. <laughs> I would sneak in there, guys, you sickos. Come on. I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm making a point here, you know. It was lost on me at that age. Uh, more just scary for me. Thought people had, you know, animals in their crotches or something with those pubes. Uh, that's neither here nor there. Uh, are, are pubes coming back? Will pubes ever come back? Guys are shaving their pubes. Girls are shaving their pubes. People are getting the pubes lasered off. Um, people have to get pube wigs for movies because they've, their pubes are gone. They've lasered them off. I'm a fan. Of, I like pubes. Maybe it's because of the Ironwood days. I don't know. what. It, I don't know. Anyway. So yeah, seventh and eighth grade, that's when I really got into it. And I, I would lift weights at home. My dad got a, a bench for us, a real nice bench with um, uh, a full set of weights, 45-pound bar and uh, plates. We had a lot of plates. We had a lot of dumbbells and a dumbbell rack. It was all in our garage. And uh, this is when I lived in Northern California, and we were huge Kings fans at the time. Um, not, you know, not like monarchs and shit but um the uh like the sacramento kings basketball team nba this is like we're looking at like mitch richmond's playing wayman tisdale uh olden polonies <laughs> spud webb <laughs> bobby hurley uh it was an exciting time jason williams that was really exciting for a while uh having him there playing uh, yeah, so we were going to Kings games all the time, and you would, if you go to NBA games regularly, you just start collecting all this shit that they give you. They give you little gifts and small posters and stuff. And um, I had a poster of some different Kings players, and those guys are obviously professional athletes, so they're so fit. And uh, I had one of a guy shooting a uh, free throw from the foul line, obviously. And... Uh, his shoulders and deltoids were so sculpted and cut that I, I couldn't believe it. it. Looked like he was carved out of stone. He looked like something that Michelangelo carved out of stone. Louis, Louis, your body. You look like you look like a, a big hunk of man. Like something a Michelangelo carved out of stone. Louis, and you know Arnold sees this and he knows this. Louis, that's uh, Lou Ferrigno's dad from the movie Pumping Iron, and. Uh, you got to look at yourself, look at your biceps, like you kind of admire yourself, right? And then uh, and then you do the double bicep, and it's like, Bono, look at this hunk of man. Uh, highly recommend, in case you haven't seen it. Uh, I think Eugene and I have talked about it on the show. Anyway, uh, I would look at this, uh, this athlete, uh, had it hanging right over my bench, and I would do like lateral raises and stuff. It was like my motivation put up these posters of pro athletes and obsess over these guys. Um, I, I at some point figured out who the player was because he wasn't like a uh, a mainstay. I mean, he wasn't like one of the starting five. He was like a good a good uh, six man on the Kings um, playing off the bench and, uh, you know, kind of a lo- like a local star and a journeyman in the NBA. Um, but my mom and I figured out who he was. I couldn't find the original poster. Like I'd love to have that now because it definitely a form, you know, I think I'm pretty sure it was Ray Allen and like I've, I've since looked him up, but, and he's obviously fit and looks great. But this one particular shot of him, uh, his deltoids just looked like in crazy good shape. Um, it was this one particular shot. Hell, it was like me, the, the photo that fooled me with that girl, except for he was already fit. Because you you can look him up and you'll see what I'm talking about. Like his his arms look great, but this one shot in particular was spectacular. It was like me in the old navy overalls with the uh, Tommy Hilfiger shorts, uh, perfect lighting, um, perfect circumstances. 
so anyway, yeah, that was like a huge motivation for me. And so I would obsessively, you know, look at that and work out and hit lateral raises. Something I was really like fortunate about was my dad early on stressed the importance of squats. And I think people get legs much better than they used to now. But back in the day, you'd see these guys with a spatula physiques because they just wouldn't train legs or calves ever. And they would just train all upper body and just wear pants all the time. Constantly just wearing pants. Even at the, even at the beach, they're wearing full pants. <laughs> but my dad was like, you don't want to have stick legs. So make sure you do squats. So even as like a young kid, I would do squats and, um, you know, I do, I have a whole setup in my garage doing squats out there, like seventh grader, banging out squats and uh, lunges and all that shit. And, it, you know, it's a good foundation for me later on in life. I was doing squats recently at the gym and it, I started thinking to myself, like, I wonder if Paul McCartney does squats. Like, do you think, because it was just hard, like it was just like shitty hard, like I was sweating, it felt kind of hot in my gym. And, um, and I'm thinking like, I wonder if McCartney's ever like in his life, just like done, just really strapped it up and just did heavy squats, uh, you know, with perfect form, um, ass to the floor, you know, hitting these squats, locking out at the top, uh, you know, strapping it up, you know, doing, going to failure, doing a lot of volume. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I bring him up because he looks fit to me. That's the point I'm making is that it's not an unfit person. Like he's, he's kept himself in shape over the years, but he's also got a lot of money. Like you can just tell he's rich just by his clothes and stuff. And it's, it wasn't, it's not like he's wearing like LV <laughs> or uh, I don't know, other expensive. That's the only expensive thing I can think of. It's not like he's carrying around LV luggage, gym bags and stuff where you're like, oh, this guy's clearly rich because his bags are so expensive. You can just tell, like, even though there's no labels on his shit, you're like, oh, that guy's, he's got cash. He's taking care of himself. His haircuts, you know, whether they're good or not, they just look like expensive haircuts. It's like just a trim. He's paying somebody's, you know, $600 for just a trim, you know, like, he's just having a little bit of tea, a little spot of tea, but like his tea's the most expensive shit. You know, he's not drinking fucking Lipton. I mean, he's drinking expensive shit. Ah, oh, a little spot of tea. Ah, you know, it's not, it's, it's caught, you know, he's like a cup of tea. He's getting a $37 cup of tea. Um, he's not worried about Instagram. He's not obsessed with Instagram. Like I am scrolling around on there and shit. He's fucking, you know, he's on it. The guy's on it. Um, so I started thinking like, is he making himself uncomfortable in doing squats ever? Or is he just kind of good genetics, watching what he eats, a little bit of exercise? That was, I was trying to do his voice again, but I lost it when I said exercise. But, you know, maybe he pays a trainer. Uh, you know, just kind of th- throws a medicine ball around with him and makes him feel good, hits some elliptical or something, and that's it. That's got to be what it is, right? There's no way he's, he's doing, you know, cleans and deadlifts and squats and everything. We'll do a little deadlift, blah, 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 blah. A little daddy do's, daddy do lift. Uh, but, you know, who knows? Uh, I love some footage if you guys have ever seen it. If you ever seen Paul McCartney exercising or there's any footage of it, I'd love to, I'd love to see it. Um, we've seen Obama. I like seeing that. You know, banging out some shoulders. I've talked about it on the show before. His form was suspect. His form was a little sus. But I love the fact that he was doing it. And you could tell he had a little routine, you know, he's hitting his delts and, and, uh, so that was kind of cool to see. And we've definitely seen him, you know, shooting hoops and all that kind of shit and looks great doing that. But, uh, Sir Paul, Ooh, a little deadly dude, a little power clean, but yeah, well, my accent's not great, but I'm, I'm doing my best here. So yeah, uh, I think it's a good time now to maybe answer another listener question. Gotta interrupt the show really quick. Interrupt myself, actually. Wow. I wonder if I'm a little upset with myself for interrupting. Probably not, especially when I, uh, when I come to learn that I'm interrupting on behalf of our great sponsor, Honey. We all shop online, right? We do a lot of things online, pretty much everything. Or you're probably listening to this uh, 
podcast online right now. Anyway, I'm talking about shopping. Now we're shopping online. You get to the end, the checkout, right? You got all the things in your cart, you go to checkout and you see that promo code field. It's taunting you. It's right there. Last thing you need, you probably spent too much, more money than you have, more money than you want to. And you're going to, to, to pay finally. And there's that pr- promo code field. And you know there's got to be something, some kind of savings that you could get if you just knew what it was, what the coupon was. Maybe if you filled out some extra form and got put on a mailer, getting a bunch of stupid promotional emails every day uh, to save 10% or whatever it was. So you don't do it, but it burns, it, it digs at you, it bugs you. Wake up in the middle of the night, promo code! And you got to get back to bed, but it's impossible to because you've spent too much money. Well... They're going to be resting easy these days, thanks to Honey. You know why? Because manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. Honey is the free browser extension that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. Now listen, it's not just a site or two. It's not just a couple that Honey's in you know business with or something. No, we're talking about over 30,000 stores online. They range from sites that have tech and gaming products to popular fashion brands, even to food delivery guys. So whatever you're shopping for, Honey's involved. They're finding the promo codes and the coupons, and they are applying them automatically and giving you savings that you can see immediately. Imagine you're shopping on one of your favorite sites, and you get to that checkout point. The honey button drops down, and all you have to do is click apply coupons and get that savings, guys. No more waking up in the middle of the night. You wait a few seconds as honey searches for coupons it can find for that site, and boom, when it finds a working coupon, you can watch the prices drop. Uh, I have used it before, gone online, wanted to get myself a uh, a pressure cooker. Uh, Not exactly cheap. I wanted to get a good one. Felt like I was overpaying a little bit. Saved myself 25 bucks right out the gates. Uh, Want to get my mom a pair of headphones for her birthday. Uh, I love my mom, but I want, and I want it. It's not like I didn't want to pay full price for my mom. Hell, I'd pay extra for my mom. I just, uh, you know, it's a pocketbook thing. I wanted to get her the best. And so uh, I was like, well, hell, I'm going to do the best and I'm going to use honey. And that way I can, uh, you know, get her the absolute, absolute best and not have to uh, scrimp on my poor mama because uh, the old pocket pocketbook didn't have enough, uh, you know, clams in there <laughs> to uh, to cover the full price of the headphones. Used honey, guys. Um, saved fifteen dollars on the headphones. Got it written down right here. Uh, honey has found over seventeen million members, over two billion dollars in savings. Not too shabby. Uh, I want you guys to check out Honey. I want you to let me know how much you're saving. I think you're going to have a good experience with it. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out on free savings. It's literally free, and it installs in a few seconds. I've done it. It's easy to install and add in there. I don't know how to use computers at all. I managed to get Honey on my computer, no problem. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this podcast. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash dumbbells. That's joinhoney.com slash dumbbells. D-U-M-B-B-E-L-L-S. I also want to talk to you guys about Reserve Bar. Now, uh, I'm, I feel cool that I'm, that I'm working with Reserve Bar, that we, uh, we partnered up with them on the podcast because uh, it makes me feel like a grown-up. They're doing cool, swanky grown-up stuff. They're like hip friends. Uh, you'll see what I'm talking about. you got to go check out ReserveBar.com. It's the online source of premium and luxury spirits, wine and champagne. Okay, this podcast is about health and fitness, and there's times where you want to be rigid and strict uh, with your diet and your exercise, and there's times when you need to relax a little bit and uh, you know partake in some of life's luxuries uh, in a responsible way. And uh, you can do that with ReserveBar.com. You're going to be able to create the perfect home bar um, or have the ideal gift delivered. Uh, 
So we're going to find the best and new and hard to find bottles. And also you can track down those uh, celebrity spirits you've been wanting to try. Everybody that's hot right now is doing, is lending their name to some kind of uh, spirit, right? Uh, I, I hope to achieve the, you know, I think Eugene will do it. I don't know if I will, but to uh, achieve the level of um, notoriety to where I can lend my name to a beautiful bottle. Uh, and then you guys can go to reservebar.com and check it out. Um, but you know what I'm talking about. You got these friends that have these great home bars. You can get this set up. Uh, you can get your set up through reserve bar. Also, um, it's a classy move. You know, somebody, uh, you, you, something good happens in your life and, uh, somebody sends you a beautiful bottle of champagne or, you know, an engraved bottle of something. I, uh, I recently used reserve bar because I wanted to try it out. It's really easy to do. And I got myself uh, uh, a bottle of Silver Patron in this kind of decorative tin shipped right out to the house. Super easy to use. Um, they had anything I could have thought of on. I just, I randomly just, I was like, oh, it's always good to have a bottle of Patron around. And I thought, why not get the, uh, you know, the nice one in this decorative tin? And I thought, man, this would be a classy gift to give somebody. People would start thinking highly of old Stanger if he was uh, always doing his, this as a gift. Also, um, you know, you want to start making bespoke cocktails and, uh, you know, wear suspenders and a mustache. Or even if you don't want to do that, uh, Reserve Bar offers the Cocktail Lounge, which is your online source for inspiring new cocktail recipes and the stories behind your favorite brands. So uh, that make yourself the toast of the town. Um, also, maybe you don't have it in you to, to make the cocktails yourself. You're not good at it. or You don't have the time or the interest. You can get ready to drink cocktails. Uh, they taste better than ever, and ReserveBar.com now has them. The pre-mixed drinks are great to have on hand for outdoor events. So you got some, it's, you know, summer's winding down. You want to do that last little kind of outdoor get-together? Get those pre-made cocktails. Let me know how those are. I'm curious. And I, I mentioned gifts earlier, but you should know that uh, gifting is better with Reserve Bar. You can have that uh, custom. Bo- you can have that bottle custom engraved with the name, date. Or logo to create the perfect gift. Ooh, that's the move. Thank you for doing dumbbells with the dumbbells logo on this date. Enjoy this uh, beautiful bottle of Patron. That tequila, guys. Fun. Fun stuff, guys. Uh, Visit ReserveBar.com today and use promo code DUMBBELLS to save $10 off your purchase of $75 or more on spirits, wine, or pre-made cocktails. But only... When you use our special offer at ReserveBar.com with code DUMBBELLS. That's ReserveBar.com and the code is DUMBBELLS. This offer expires December 31st, 2021. So if you want to use it as a Christmas gift, Hanukkah gift, whatever it is, get on it now. And, uh, and, you know, brighten up somebody's day. And now, back to the episode. Uh, We got some good stuff. Never a uh, never a loss for questions. This is coming to us from Kevin for America. Uh, question: Kevin for America on Instagram again from our Instagram. I've been working on body weight training, mainly doing push-ups and pull-ups and squats and running. Uh, I'm down thirty pounds year to date, but feel like I have hit a plateau. I'm not comfortable with weights right now because I have a bulged. I have a bulged disc on the squat rack a few months ago, and my left leg is still numb. What should I add to spice up my gym life? And he says, karate kicks? Question mark. Good stuff. He also capitalized karate. He capitalized the K for kicks. It's kind of cool. Karate kicks. Uh, it's cool. It looks good. Be a good name for something. Remember Sidekicks with uh, Chuck Norris and who's the kid in that? Devin Sawa or uh, was it the kid that from Ladybugs that uh, unfortunately committed suicide? I don't know. Uh, anyway, sad. Hopefully it's not him. Hopefully it's whoever was in Sidekicks is still alive. So how oh, bulging disc and the leg is still numb. That makes me a little nervous, buddy. Uh, Kevin for America. Um, yeah, definitely don't want to load up or do any compound movements until all that shit calms down. Um, I hope you're doing, uh, I hope you're doing work for your core. 
and mobility stuff to see if you can get that, uh, you know, like a little soft tissue, maybe even some soft, have somebody work the soft tissue a little bit to see if you can alleviate that, um, whatever's going on from a nerve standpoint, um, with those bulging discs. I mean, it's all stuff you can do, uh, that you can remedy with physical therapy, but you've got to be disciplined about it and stay on top of it and be doing, you know, something for it every single day. Uh, so I think your instincts to stay out of the gym are right. Uh, but at the same time, I hope that you're doing something to address the, um, you know, the nerve, what's going on from a nerve standpoint with that bulging disc, uh, because numbness down the leg is not good. You got to remedy that to, to oversay and overuse the word remedy. Uh, I will, if it means that you're going to get healthy, I would, yeah, dude. I mean, there's so much you can do. Let's say that you are, and it's, it's, you're getting to a healthy standpoint, you know what, actually, I'm going to, you know, in answering that question, you're saying, what can you do because you don't feel comfortable going to the gym and loading up with weights? I would say continue what you're doing, but add in uh, the um, the mobility work, the hamstring flexibility, and the core work to address the bulging disc, and that should fill your time up nicely. And then once that's alleviated and resolved, then you can start going back to the gym um, you know, hitting karate kicks with a capital K and, uh, whatever else you want to do. Um, thank you for the question. It was nice to hear from you. So my, my gym life, I started going to, uh, gyms with my dad. I, I mentioned the Ironwood stuff, but I'm talking about when I actually was training and we found this gym that we liked the most in, uh, in a neighboring town. I lived in a, like a, in Northern California, I lived in this town called Rockland, which was, it's huge now, but it was pretty small at the time. And they're just, there were some gyms there, but nothing that inspiring. And so we had to drive out to this town called Citrus Heights. It's like a 40 minute drive. Now that I, now I live in LA, like a 40 minute drive is nothing. I know you guys love hearing me talk about traffic and how, different lengths of time feel to me because I'm used to spending a lot of time in the car. Uh, so I didn't want to deprive you of that. But anyway, <laughs> at the time doing a 40 minute drive felt fucking crazy. It felt crazy to do, but there's this town called Citrus Heights and there was a gold's gym there. And so my dad and I were obsessed with this gold's gym. So we would just drive out there before I had a driver's license. My dad would just take me out there. We just go and just bang out weights and then watch all the weirdos. Gold's Gym, in any location, attracts an interesting, uh, you know, subset of people. Um, you know, gets a lot of hardcore people in there. You know, whoever the local bodybuilders are, they're usually going to that Gold's Gym. Oftentimes they are, maybe not. But uh, in our case, they were. <laughs> and um, and then also just, uh, just a whole collection of weirdos. I mean, it's a true – It's it, it was a true – snapshot of gym culture at the time. I wonder if it's what it's like now, if that's the case, you know, it's, it's evolved and changed so much. It's, you know, at that time it was very mainstream. You know, this is like the nineties, early nineties, maybe late eighties. It was already becoming mainstream way more than it was 10 years prior in the seventies. You figure when Arnold and those guys were competing in Olympia, that was the seven, 75, 76 that, you know, around that time it was fringe. People were working out, but not not like they are now. And so so even in the late 80s, early 90s, it was still a little fringe. And so you saw some great weirdos there. But we would make this drive out to uh, Citrus Heights and work out at this Gold's Gym and just see these freaks working out and weirdos, you know, guys with like um, jeans on and work boots and giant gloves, you know, just like jumping around and, you know, modifying equipment and adding cables to stuff and with horrible form, you know, bouncing their backs off the, you know, guys were doing like a full yoga bridge to finish uh, one set of bench press, you know, with all the, all the weights in the gym on there. And I remember seeing uh, these guys, uh, bodybuilders that would like pop each other's pimples uh, in the locker room because they were, you know, taking steroids and they were getting acne on their back. And so they get these big white heads and then they would pop each other's pimples on their backs that used to terrify me. I was already like obsessed with pimples. So I was starting to get them on my face and 
I was like, God, these guys have them on their back and they're popping them. And I was worried that they might like pin me down and pop some of the pimples on my face. I didn't want that to happen. Uh, but I started going to this gym and then there was a guy there that was, uh, the general manager of the gym named Pat. He's a real funny, crazy guy. And so I struck up a friendship with him. And I mean, the guy was there as I was training all the way through and starting to put size on and, you know, finally start to look like I was actually exercising. I was putting the time in and it finally started showing up on my body. And I remember he made a little card for me that was, he gave me a free gym membership there. And because at a certain point, my dad's like, you got to pay for your own gym. And so I was thinking like, oh, maybe I can just stack the you know weights up and they can just let me work out for free. So I asked Pat if I could do that. And he just liked the fact that I was training there. So he, uh, he set it up so that I could have a free membership for life. <laughs> and he made on his business card, just wrote on there, free membership. And I think he just said to any Golds for life and it had his phone number on there. I don't know how Golds, like how the franchising works for Golds, Jim. Um, but I used it at some other places and I think they just let me do it. Uh, and I kept that thing in my fucking wallet forever. I brought it to L.A. I had it in L.A. Uh, you know, years later and I don't, I wish I still had it. I think it's gone now, but, uh, yeah, Pat was real crazy. He was always whistling and hooting and hollering. And then, uh, I I remember I liked this girl and at the gym. And so I was asking him about her and he said, Oh, she's already going out with somebody, man, but you got a shot. Cause let me tell you something. This guy looks like he did a 40 yard dash in a 30 yard gym. I remember getting, you know, thinking that joke, like, wow, it's weird. I got what he was saying. 40, like, I guess he just smashed his face into the wall or something at 30 yards. Because uh, that's how long the gym was. I guess it was a four-wall gym, and he was running a 40-yard dash. And it was only 30 yards of space in there. Anyway, it was a clunky analogy, a little bit of a, a strangled metaphor, but I got it. And uh, that was Pat. And I wish I still had that card. But I remember like training there with my dad. I met this girl. She was a lot older than I was. Not a lot older. She was older than I was. And she was, for me at the time, the best looking girl I'd ever seen. And and this is so, I transformed in this gym. You know, I I was, puberty had hit. I was finally like uh, starting to feel myself and, you know, have like a physique. And uh it was really exciting. It was a real exciting time in my life. You look at like the full circle I made from um, from when I was in you know seventh grade, going to uh, the Waterside Park uh, with an uninterested party versus you know being in high school and you know being in shape. And so I was maybe seventeen at the time, and this girl was in her twenties, and she thought I was older. I just I was like a big kid, and just I always just looked older. Uh, kind of a drag now. People people ask me if I'm like sixty. They don't, but I, I did have a dentist, like a dentist when I, this was like when I was like 35 and, uh, she was cleaning my teeth and she's like, Oh, you got a little gum recession. Really nice dentist. Great. And, uh, I love her super talented. And she's like, got a little gum recession, but that's all right. You're, you're late forties, right? All the late forties. And I was like, no, I'm, I was like 34 at the time. She thought I was like 49. She's like, Oh, well, then you may want to, we may want to look into this. Just like the way your gums, you have the gums of a 50 year old. And as long as you're in your fifties, you're fine. But, oh shit, you're 33. Uh, maybe you want to look into that. So it's right away. I'm worried about my gums. And then also I'm a little insulted about the, um, you know, her patent 15 years onto my fucking age, but whatever, neither here nor there. Anyway, I met this girl. I, so I saw this girl in there and, uh, the guy that she was training with, I couldn't tell if it was her boyfriend or a friend or whatever. She was with like a group. I would see her in there from time to time and, you know, lust after her. Not in a creepy way. Relax, guys. We established I'm not a pervert. I'm a normal guy, uh, normal, nice guy, not perverted at all, just uh, friendly. Uh, I wouldn't bother her. She, this guy like approached me. It's maybe the only time I've ever been approached by a girl for anything, but it was a guy that did it. And he said, hey, my friend Summer was her name, would like to meet you. And I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, what? Me? Little old me? Still thinking of myself as the, uh, you know, seventh grader, um, you know, Raging Waters. And so anyway, I like, I was like blown away by it and gave me like her number and said to call her sometime. 
So I was there with a guy that I'd struck up a friendship with. Um, it was like an older guy. It might've been Pat, might've been the GM Pat, but he was like, well, this is interesting. She's older than you. You're going to have to lie about your age. She's not going to want to go on a date with a 17 year old. So tell her you're 20. That way she, uh, she won't expect you to get into any bars, but at the same time, she won't think you're a, you know, a junior in high school, which I was. And so <laughs> I did, I told her, that's what I did. I told her that. And then we ended up going out and at a certain point she found out about my age, but we were like, we hit it off. And so I ended up dating her for a while, uh, you know, kind of off and on into college, which is pretty freaking crazy. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's all the, you know, it's all the beauty of what a gym can do. The gym, the gym culture, the, the rite of passage that the gym is strange gym tales. Uh, we should probably do one more question. I know the folks at home love to have their questions answered and, uh, look, I don't blame you guys. So I'm going to pull up another question for our Instagram. This is a good time to say that if you ever have a question for the dumbbells, you can reach us across all social media platforms at the dumbbells. We are at the dumbbells on Twitter. We're at the dumbbells on Instagram and we're the dumbbells on Facebook. You know, Facebook, we ain't looking at as much, but you know, sometimes we're, we'll take a little gander at it. Um, and, uh, also if you have a long form question, you can, uh, reach us at ask the dumbbells at gmail.com. That is ask the dumbbells at gmail.com. Long form question. We want to hear it. Uh, we love it. We want to know what's up with you guys. You can send pictures. You can brag. You can send a story or an anecdote. If it's good, I'll read it on air. Um, okay. So a lot of questions here, man, what do I say? What's the fish you recommend? We talked about that already. Sorry. Uh, let's see here. Let's see here. Favorite workout gear from Carolima uh, Beans. Favorite workout gear. Uh, I've said it before on the show. I'm really into Viore shorts. I love their shorts. Um, specifically the five inch banks shorts that are unlined. If you really want to get specific with it, they're not a sponsor of the show. They wanted to do something on the show. We foolishly ignored it. Um, just could we get a lot of like business inquiries. One of these days I'll show you guys all the weird fucking emails we get from people that, uh, you know, want to partner up and <laughs> Thank God we got head gum running a little interference with that stuff because it's like the health, health and fitness is real wacky and it just attracts a lot of, uh, you know, eccentric characters to say the least. Um, I like their stuff. Uh, I like lady white t-shirts. They, they, they do, they do great cotton t-shirts. They're not cheap and they're interesting because I, for, for so long I was obsessed with the thinnest t-shirt. Like I wanted the most, um, thin material, soft, thin material. And these lady white t-shirts are beefier. Like they're like a beefier cotton, but it gives them a nice structure. So, uh, the structure feels good. Like it's, um, you know, they, they look good. Like you can wear them a little tighter if you want or looser, whatever. And, uh, they, they hit your body in a nice way in like a flattering way because they've got a little bit more structure to them. They're not like, um, it's not like wearing a plastic bag, which is, I feel like, kind of where we got to with these, you know, ultra thin materials, which can be comfortable sometimes too. But um, I'm just being honest with you guys with what I'm into. And then, of course, I mentioned before, Raining Champ. Uh, I love their hoodies, and I love their. They've got a great pair of gray sweats, non-joggers, just straight up sweats. Uh, their stuff's not cheap, but it's it's built really well and it lasts a long time. So none of those guys are sponsors. I just like their stuff. Check them out if you're so inclined. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. It was a real treat uh, to uh, to share this hour with you solo. Um, always interesting, always strange, uh, hopefully entertaining. Hopefully I didn't reveal too much. I definitely don't want to be dragged through a women's locker room as an adult. Um, it's just, uh, you know, 
just making an interesting point. Okay. So relax. All right. I'm not a monster. I'm a normal guy. I'm not perverted. Kind of am perverted. We all know that already. Let's not get into it. Thank you guys for listening. On behalf of myself and Eugene Cordero, wherever he is, uh, we like to train every, oh my God. We like to remind everybody to train dirty, eat clean, and live in between. Man, I almost forgot what it was. I'm flying solo, dudes. I'm doing the best I can. We'd also like to train everybody. That's what my slip-up was initially. I could have said that. We like to train everybody. And then now the close of our show. And then I could have gone into it. You guys wouldn't have known. I'm not going to have Clementine edit it out. I'm just going to roll with it. Also, uh, stay tuned. Next two episodes, huge announcement coming. Some changes to the show. You guys are going to be curious to hear about this. All positive, all good things. Um, Some a little bit sad, but uh, it's going to be good. And so, uh, yeah, so stay tuned and and listen. I'm curious to hear what your guys' thoughts are going to be on all this. Have a good one. Train dirty, clean, live in between. Yep. That was a HeadGum Podcast.